When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Athletic Baseball Show for Monday, June 19th. This is On Deck. I'm Stephen Nesbitt, and I'm here with Levi Weaver, one of my favorite dads around. Happy Father's Day. Uh, it'll be belated by the time folks listen to this. Levi, have you done anything like super dad lately? I took the kids to the Dallas World Aquarium, and there were penguins. And I was like, that oh, seems a little warm for penguins. And my daughter, who is 10, goes, actually, Dad, penguins live in a lot of places. There is, there's a penguin that lives in the desert. And I was like, oh, wow, really? And she immediately was just like, no. <laughs> and like, <laughs> to laughter. So good for her. Uh, there is actually jokes on her. There is a penguin that lives in the desert, but she didn't know. And I appreciate the mischief. On today's show, we are going to talk about Shohei Otani. We are going to preview our top series for the week. We're going to make our home run chase picks. And Stephen's going to tell us his favorite Father's Day story from his time as a duck dad. Wow, quack, quack. My son did tell me this morning. He's two. And, uh... He first declared it his birthday, which is not. He's two and a half. And then he said, I'm your father. And I said, no, that's not oh, true. Wow. That, okay. That, I don't want to explain. I'm not, not, not nearly ready for some of that. Anyway, what I want to talk about on today's show is uh, Shohei Otani. He's, having, he's on pace for the best offensive season yet, which there have been some pretty incredible ones. He's batting. As of time of recording, I'll be, be honest, these, these are slightly delayed because it's the second inning right now and the Angels... Uh, against the Royals. So he just dipped under 300 batting average. He's at 299, 385 OBP, 626 slugging for a 1.011 OPS. He's incredible. We already know this. We don't really need to like belabor this point, but he's on one of those runs that kind of makes everybody stop and say like, hold on, can we just appreciate this? He is a 329 ERA pitcher, starting pitcher, having the best uh, opponent batting average of his career. Like when he's in the strike zone, he's unhittable. He has some of the same struggles as a hitter and pitcher. Guys don't chase it as much because they say, I'll wait for you to throw me a strike. But he's still, you know, he's going to be the best pitcher on most pitching staffs around the most rotations. And then on the offensive front, he's a he's a force. We're seeing him every other day right now, like light up stack cast with a, you know, opposite field blast. He's leading the majors in 23 homers, 10 steals to go with it. Like this guy, he's been doing it basically since he came up. I was looking back at his rookie your numbers, which was kind of abbreviated. They were not letting him pitch or and hit full-time, but it was a lot of the same stuff. He's at 22 homers that year, 10 steals, I think, as well. And uh, he's just doing it full-time now. And it's such, as like silly as this is, it's such like a blessing to see this guy do it full-time. He's out there every game, pitching, hitting, DHing, whatever. Yeah, we get to see it. It's like foregone conclusion. This is the best player we're, we're going to see play in our in our lifetimes. And I'm good with it. This is really fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, he went seven for 12 in a four-game series in Texas and hit four home runs, one of which was a 460-foot opposite field home run. The exit velocity was uh, 116.1 miles per hour, which is, this is a word that we sometimes will use colloquially. I mean it literally, it's unprecedented. Like every other home run that has been hit, you know, that hard has been pulled 
and he hits at 460, 116 mile an hour exit velo to the other side of the field. Yeah, I know you said we don't have to belabor the point. I would actually really like to belabor the point. Here are the hitting statistics in which Shohei Otani leads the Angels. Hits, triples, home runs, RBIs, stolen bases, walks, batting average, on-base percentage, slugging, of course, OPS, and total bases. Here are the statistics in which he leads the Angels in pitching stats. Stats, Innings pitched, starting pitching ERA, starting pitching whip, and strikeouts. As if that's not enough, here are the statistics in which he leads the league, in which nobody in baseball is better than him. War, according to baseball reference at 4.7. Adjusted OPS, runs created. Adjusted batting runs, adjusted batting wins, extra base hits, times on base, offensive uh, winning percentage added, base out runs added, base out wins added, situational runs added, and championship winning percentage added. From a pitching standpoint, he leads the league in hits per nine inning, and then also, bringing it back to earth a little bit, leads the league in wild pitches and hit by pitches. I use stats because I don't have any words. Like, how, how do you describe he's the best player that's ever lived? That's just the only way that you can say it accurately. I, I don't think we'll ever see anyone else like him, or if we do, we'll all be dead by then. It's remarkable, and I, I don't really know how to quantify it any better than that. Producer Ryan in the chat saying, breaking news, Otani is good. So with that, that's our time for the day. Thank you for checking in. Brian, thank you for the... <laughs> um, now we got a little more, little more to, to do, because I, I want to thank Ford a little bit here, because we know this is his, his walk year with the Angels. I don't see... It doesn't look like there's momentum toward anything happening prior to him for hitting free agency. And honestly, if I'm his agent, yeah, I'd like to see this guy go to the open market and see just what kind of numbers can be put up. So if you're on the angel side of things, what can reasonably be done to try to lure this guy back to Los Angeles? Look, he picked them in the first place. He could have gone literally anywhere. If you remember the, the stipulations around his signing, was it was capped. There's only a certain amount of money he could take. Uh, because he wasn't uh, old enough. I don't know exactly the explanation, but uh, hadn't basically gone through the whole system to where he could be posted like uh, anybody else and given any amount of money. So he picked Los Angeles and he picked the Angels and he could have gone to Seattle, could have gone to the Dodgers, could have gone wherever he wanted in San Diego on the West Coast. or Greatest baseball player of all time, maybe not the greatest judgment of all time to choose the Angels. Well, Mike Trout's done the same thing and he's stuck around there all the whole time. So if you knew what you know now, maybe you make a different, different decision or, or maybe not because... Does them getting to the postseason this year, like, does that make it no longer an embarrassment, no longer a failure with him? Maybe, to be quite honest, it's a difficult division. He ran into the division at a time when the Astros or a buzzsaw were signing players, uh, were spending money to sign guys. All of their rewards of their tanking were paying off at that point. And so the Angels, as we stand today, a year ago, they were in a nice position, but also maybe by now they'd actually gone way downhill. They fired their manager. Things are vibing better right now. There's seven games over 500 as we record on a 10 to three run. And that includes a, a walk-off loss on Saturday. So they're doing pretty well, but they, they still, I don't think they have the roster to do a whole lot beyond maybe hang in the, the wild card race. And so as I look forward, I think this is crucially important that they take some serious steps at the trade deadline to signal to him, look, we're, we weren't just serious about getting a bit of a roster around you and Trout this last off season. We're going to do more of that. And where are there holes? We're going to add because we think it's, it's crucial for us to not only hang on to you for the rest of the season and show you that we're not going to trade you, we're not going to be far enough out, we're not going to have lost hope, but we're also going to invest in the team enough that we can get you back here on a ridiculous contract for the rest of your career. I think that's what the Angels should be trying to do. And I know everyone else is gearing up, look at the Dodgers, to uh, spend a lot of money on him. But I think they have an opportunity in the next month, um, month and a half here, to really signal to him why he should stay there long term. I think when you look at who is in, in charge and, and 
decisions of that size are not necessarily just made by the general manager. Artie Moreno has a a uh, tendency to want the biggest star in the sport to play for him, even in situations where the biggest star in the sport is beyond his prime. And we saw what happened with Albert Pujols. We saw the Josh Hamilton contract. We've, we've seen a lot of times in Angels history where they like splashed out for a guy that was maybe past his prime. Uh, Anthony Rendon, I didn't think would be necessarily that case, but it's kind of been that case. I think, you know, we've talked in recent years about how like the Mark Teixeira type trade doesn't happen anymore, where John Daniels trades Teixeira and basically sets his franchise up to go to the World Series a couple of times. Doesn't really happen anymore, but I think Otani is the type of player who could bring back that kind of return. And frankly, it's not the sentimental thing that you want to do. The fans would be upset. You lose a lot of international money doing it. But if you want to win a World Series, I I think the thing you I think you trade him and then tell him ahead of time, like, listen, we still want you here next year, but now you're going to have a whole lot of good young talent around you and we're going to win a World Series with you here. So this is not because we don't want you. Yeah, you run the risk of him going, that's the team that traded me. I'm never going back there. You run that risk anyway if he hits free agency. So if if it's me, I think you do the, the unpopular thing, uh, set your franchise up to win for a long time. And I think trade Otani is the right move. It would certainly, for those like me who favor chaos mode, it would do it. Uh, I mean, the the All-Star game last year was dominated by Juan Soto trade talk when they pretty much reached a point where, all right, we're not going to sign. This one has not been public. They have not discussed, they've thrown numbers out there. There have not been reports of how many hundreds of millions he's turned down from the Angels at this point. So we'll see where it goes. But yeah, I mean, the, the best way for them to win five, six, seven years from now is certainly to trade him. But uh, I'm sure they they must have some read by now and if they have the chance to, to keep him. And I think they'd only keep him to the end of the season if they thought there was at least like a whisper of hope. But again, we're not making those calls and, and Artie Moreno might uh, might be hitching his, you know, hitching his wagon to something that is even less than, a, uh, you know, a little bit of hope um, and just think that, you know, we're going to keep him to the end because it would look terrible if we traded Shohei Otani. So we'll see. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. That brings us to our series of the week previews, and uh, I'm going to just stay on topic a little bit and go with the the Rage Against the Machine album. We're going with the Battle of Los Angeles. It's the Dodgers versus the Angels. The Angels right now are 40 and 33. They're four and a half games back in the division. They're tied in this, uh, tied for second with Houston. They are currently tied for the third wild card spot as well, which leads me to I don't hate not to just we haven't spent enough time on Otani, but if they are in a playoff position, I think that does change my they need to trade him and set up because it's been so long since they've been to the postseason if they're in a wild card position and then trade otani 
I hate to do things for PR, but that would just look so bad. Also, I was a little surprised, but I shouldn't be because this is our uh, team of destiny here in in the chat. Uh, the Miami Marlins are ahead of the Dodgers in the wild card race. So I decided to take a look at how the, the teams compare uh, this month in a few hitting and pitching statistics uh, just for the month of June, right? So the, the Dodgers are four and six in their last 10. The Angels are seven and three. The Angels currently on a hotter streak, but for the month of June, ERA favors the Angels. Walks is the one thing that actually favors the Dodgers. They're walking fewer batters, but uh, like walks and strikeouts. But the Dodgers have allowed 78 runs in June. That's the 27th best in uh, in the league. I recognize that that's a little skewed by a 15-run game. The Angels playing well, but it's not like they're at the top of the league either. They're on runs allowed. They've allowed 70. That's only 19th best in the league. Where the Angels have been thriving, and again, this comes back to our man of the week, Shohei Otani, their offensive numbers have been great. They rank fifth in runs, second in home runs, 11th in average, eighth in on base, fourth in slugging, fifth in OPS. Meanwhile, the Dodgers rank, and it's not important, which is a 13th, 7th in home runs, but 19th, 16th, 14th, 15th. They have been very mid, and yeah, injuries have played a huge part in that, but, but yeah, I mean, these are not the Dodgers that we expected to see. This year, just after what has it been about 75 years of dominance, it feels like to your earlier point, some of this may be that they intentionally didn't put in as much effort this year to to solidify the team because they're saving that budget money for Otani. And if that's the case and if they get him, then, hey, it's worth it. Frankly, if I'm a Dodgers fan, they have won enough in the last few years. They have done enough in the last few years that if that's what they're trying to do, okay, I can take a 2023 season that's not great if that's what you're attempting to accomplish. So I think probably the, the Angels have the edge in this series. But of course, you never know with baseball. Quick two-game series there in Anaheim. Uh, I like the pitching matchups. It's uh, Clayton Kershaw, Reed Detmers, two lefties going at it in game one. And then uh, Shohei Otani gets Emmett Sheehan. Uh, Emmett Sheehan coming up from double A and shoving in his first start for the Dodgers, who are just like plucking guys out of nowhere and uh, turning into Bobby Millers and Emmett Sheehan. So there we go. I flipped through a couple options for my series of the week. I thought about uh, the Marlins against the Blue Jays, almost an identical record there, both certainly in the hunt, but the listener already knows. We are a pro-fish podcast. Um, They're on a roll. They have this hot young pitching staff, um, and somehow like Sandy Alcantara's biggest question mark right now, whatever. You guys already know about the fish. So I thought about the Cardinals, uh, Nationals, for worst record in the National League. One of those teams you expected to be there, and the other one, it's been interesting. Last option I, I considered before not picking it was uh, Padres Giants. So I love in division things. I love it when things get interesting in the division. And with this schedule, we're having less and less of the division matchups. Uh, but the Padres making some noise lately. Two hundred five hundred. The Giants are white hot right now. Uh, Luis Matos is great. Jock Peterson is great. We're just talking to producer Brian about them before the show, trying to figure out who do I start today in fantasy. It's tough. They're currently in the last wildcard spot. But I went with the Braves Phillies, staying in the National League there. So the Phillies have been making um, a lot of noise lately. They're 37-34, 8-2 over the last 10 games, uh, and have won five in a row. Why does that sound familiar? Because it's exactly what the Braves have done, just with a better record. To start with, they are 45-26, and and in first place in the NL East. So with the Phillies, it feels like this is a time when the lineup is really flipping the switch that we knew they had. We saw it all last year, and they basically brought that team back and added to it Trey Turner. I got a pretty good recipe for that to work out. And their top five in the lineup goes Kyle Schwarber, Troy Turner, Nick Castellanos, Bryce Harper, and JT Real Muto. Like, you don't mess with that top five. And at the same time, Bryson Stott has been hot lately. Alec Bohm seems like things are starting to click there. That top five may be, 
you know, rivaled only by maybe what's happening in uh, San Diego and then also what's happening in Atlanta. They start off Ronald Acuna Jr., Ozzy Albies, Austin Riley, Matt, uh, Sean Murphy, and Matt Olson. Uh, and then you toss in uh, Ozuna, Rosario, Arcia, Orlando Arcia just randomly having an all-star season. Why not? You know, just fill in behind uh, Dansby Swanson there. And then Michael Harris is having a really pretty, really poor season, but uh, has all the tools that we saw last year, certainly. So this is going to be a really good series. I like the way it, it lines up here. It's going to be probables of Spencer Strider, AJ Smith, Shaver, Jared Schuster lining up against Ranger Suarez, Aaron Nola, and Tywin Walker. Again, the Phillies are coming on hot lately. The rotation's been fantastic, and I think they're in a good place, certainly better than they were when like the weakest link lately has been Aaron Nola for this season. I think he's got a lot more in the tank, and uh, that bullpen is great, even with Sir Anthony Dominguez going uh, on the injured list. So good series there. I'm going to say the Phillies take two out of three and really start to make things uh, start to cook in that division. I'm actually just looking up to see when the Braves play the Rays. Uh, that happens July 7th, 8th, and 9th in Tampa Bay. Because if it didn't happen before then, I think we could do worse than just letting the lineups for the AL and NL All-Star game just be like Rays versus Braves. And then, you know, add Otani, uh, add a couple guys here and there as subs, but just, you know, just let that happen because those two offenses both just top to bottom. And I, I don't mean to besmirch my hometown Rangers either. Their lineup has also been great and, in fact, maybe even better than the Rays at times. So maybe we can come up with like a round-robin tournament and just let those three teams battle it out against a you know a barnstorming cadre of pitchers and uh, that would be a great you know we, we need to mix up the all-star game anyway right it's a little bland look what the nba has done they've brought new life back into it by just completely getting rid of the traditions uh baseball make that happen let's let's just do that just let's just try it Levi, it's that time again, time for the On Deck Arcade. Uh, we need to catch up on some stuff. Uh, the arms race over the weekend, we both picked a starter. We put it up against the all-knowing game score 2.0 metric, and w- you won't believe what happened, folks. Uh, Zach Gallen goes out for Levi against the Guardians, goes seven innings, six hits, one run, zero walks, and seven strikeouts for a 69 game score 2.0. Hard to beat that one. And uh, Joe Ryan, I was going between Joe Ryan and Sonny Gray, uh, for Minnesota against the Tigers, Joe Ryan goes out and goes seven innings, seven hits, six runs, no walks, seven strikeouts, including two homers, uh, four forty-five. I get absolutely swamped again. And uh, Sonny Gray, just so I would not live with regrets, he put out a forty-seven. So he two two better than than Joe Ryan. I'm still winless on the season. Uh, it's going terribly. It's I think five to nothing now. So let's move on quickly. Let's move on. Uh, no, wait, no, I, because I need to, uh, for our listeners who are not watching on video, I just need them to get the full effect, which is that I was leaned back in my seat with both arms up silently, but humbly accepting yet another victory in the arms race. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's, um, we can, I mean, honestly, Brian, you can cut out like a lot of that. Almost maybe the whole thing you could cut out. Really, really unnecessary, unnecessary at this point, gloating. So moving on to the, the Homer chase where we have our cumulative um, one, one guy we pick each week. Things are going far better there, and I want to spend a little more time uh, celebrating what's been happening. I think my picks have been on the money. This week I had Kyle Schwarber, and you had Yandi Diaz. Unless something happens Sunday that changes the game here, it was 2 to nothing for Kyle Schwarber over Yandi Diaz, which brings us to 11-6 to for Nesbitt over Weaver. And so things have been going well, and I feel great about my pick this week, so I'm going to let you go first. Okay, so I have a question before I make my pick. It counts through next Sunday's games, right? Like, because we record on Sundays, obviously we don't know what happens in the afternoon and evening games, but those count, correct? Correct. It's like the the week series and the weekend series. Okay. In that case, 
even though he has an off day on Monday and an off day on Thursday, which limits the number of games, Shohei Otani's going to Coors Field. So I can't not pick the hottest hitter in baseball, leads the league in home runs, and he's going to Coors Field, and he's going to get to face Rockies pitchers? That's a slam dunk for me. So I like what you're thinking. I'm actually thinking very similarly, but uh, different team. I'm actually, this is my week I go with the Rockies. I've been saving them. And this week, I was going to save it for a homestand, but I'm saving it actually. All right. I'm I'm saving it for a week where they are at Cincinnati, which is a lovely place to hit, and then uh, at home against the Angels. And I'm right in my head right now, I'm deciding between two guys Nolan Jones, Ryan McMahon. McMahon just had a homer, but I am actually going to go Nolan Jones. A little deeper in the lineup. Both of them have huge power. Nolan Jones is my pick for the week uh, on the Rockies. So that will do it for us. Time for us to hit the exits. Thanks for listening. Thanks to producer Brian for hanging out with us on Father's Day. You can find our work all week long at theathletic.com. Subscribe to The Athletic for $2 per month for the first year at theathletic.com slash baseball show. Sign up for The Windup, The Athletic's daily baseball newsletter with Levi and Ken Rosenthal for absolutely free. Give us a follow on Twitter. Levi is at 32EFIS, and I'm at Stephen J. Nesbitt. The two of us will be back on Thursday with more of What's on Deck. And maybe we can get to the Ducks then, Stephen, because I know how proud you are of them. <laughs>